Hello, friends. I am Dr. Patrice Buckner Jackson, but you can call me PBJ. And this is the Love Always PBJ podcast, where we are focused on three things identities securely rooted in Christ, uh, relationships that are worth the cost, and purpose that flows from a heart to serve. This is my letter of love to millennials. And my heart is that you are refreshed, revived, and encouraged by this podcast podcast as you seek and serve your purpose. So listen, friends, we are back. We are back. Last week, um, I took a week off, took a little sabbatical. I dropped the ball on purpose. Not that I don't love y'all. Not that I wasn't thinking about y'all. Actually, it bothered me a lot not to get the podcast done. But there's so much noise in our country right now. And I'm not going to be a part of the noise. If I didn't have something reviving, encouraging to say, then it was time for me to say nothing. And PBJ needed a little time for herself last week. So thank y'all for hanging in there with me. Thank you for giving me a little time to get my heart and my mind together. And I am back at it this week and so excited to be here with all of you sharing once again. Friends, now listen, if you don't follow me on Instagram, what you doing with your life? It's time for you to go follow me, Dr. Patrice Buckner Jackson. On Mondays, you get a spoonful of PBJ. That's your encouragement for the week and on Wednesdays you get a new episode of the love always PBJ podcast so make sure you are following make sure that you subscribe to this podcast download it leave a comment let us know what you think we're doing this purely just to bring encouragement to your life and we hope that it is doing just that so thanks for hanging out with us. It is November. What is it? What's the date? November 8th. It's November 8th, y'all. That means 2020 is coming to an end. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm so excited about it. It is time for 2020 to come to an end. And we don't know what 2021 holds. We don't know, you know, how that year will go. But I'll, I know who holds 2021 and I know who holds me. So we're going to be okay. We're going to be all right. And I know who holds you. So we're going to be okay. But as we prepare to round this year up and bring it to an end, um, I want us to focus on what we need to do to walk in purpose in 2021. So often in a new year, we start writing our New Year's resolutions and thinking about all the things we want to do differently and all the things we want to accomplish. And we, you know, give it a good try in January. And some people stick to it. Most people don't. What if we started early? What if we don't wait until January 2021? What if we decided that we wanted to start working on our our stuff right now and we wanted to start getting some stuff in order right now so that when 2021 comes we are walking in purpose on a daily basis so I want to talk about some things that stand against or stand between us and our destiny and our purpose and what are those reasons why we don't walk in purpose what are those reasons why we fail to do what we feel like we're called to do or those things that are in our hearts to do um, so this is going to be a bit of a series for the rest of the year at least that's the plan right now unless y'all tell me y'all need to hear something different 
different, but I want to address some things that stand between us and our destiny um, and our purpose. And in that, I'm hoping that we can do a little work together before 2021 hits so that when we hit January, we're already in the midst of it. We're not just writing down a resolution, but we're getting some stuff done. So that is the goal. We're going to work on some things and get some things out of the way so that we can walk in purpose and we can accomplish our goals and our destiny in 2021. So today, my friends, we are talking about fear and overcoming fear. I asked a few people in my family and a few friends, what is the thing that stands between us and our destiny and our purpose and the thing that we're supposed to be doing? And overwhelmingly, the number one answer that people gave was fear. Fear is paralyzing. It will invade your thoughts and dreams. Fear will rob us of all the greatest adventures that our life has to offer because we're just afraid. We're so afraid. So today I want to talk to you about fear and the impact of fear and what we can do about it. So not just talk about it, but let's talk about what we can do about it to overcome fear. As I was thinking about those things that stand against us and um, having a hard time accomplishing destiny, I thought about my dissertation journey. So I finished my doctorate degree in twenty. Uh, 16 in 2016 in in fall but y'all it took me seven years it took me so long that I almost had to reapply to the program because I was in it so long you have a limited number of years to accomplish this goal of a doctorate degree and I almost had to reapply and listen I'm not telling you this because I'm proud of it because I'm still pretty embarrassed by it but I believe it's necessary to tell because sometimes we look at where somebody is now but we don't know the journey that it took them to get there and I'm determined to tell y'all all the truth because I think all the truth helps not just the outcome but the journey and the path it helps as well so again graduated in 2016 but it took me seven years it took me seven years and here's the truth of the matter I wasn't grinding for seven years can I just be honest I was not working for seven years I was running for three of those years I was literally doing everything I could to avoid doing the work to avoid accomplishing the goal for three whole years. I was paralyzed. I was paralyzed by fear. I was so afraid to um, even try. <laughs> I was so afraid to even try. You know, I went through all of the coursework. I was used to that. I, I got a, a bachelor's and a master's, so I'm used to being in the classroom. I'm used to faculty members giving me assignments. I'm used to writing papers and turning them in and getting feedback. I was used to that. So I got all of that done no problem. Got it done. But then I got to the point of writing this dissertation where you are really on your own. I mean, you have faculty members who, who support you and help you and guide you through the process. But the work of getting it done is on you. And if you don't write, you don't graduate. And that's it. 
that that's just how it works. If you don't get it done, then you don't get it done. Um, and you, you, you know, you're known as something called ABD, Albert dissertation. And in all honesty, y'all in my first class. So the very first class that I took towards my doctorate, I remember the faculty member telling us the percentage of people who end ABD because they don't finish this last piece. And I remember being pretty prideful in that moment and thinking, oh, that won't be me. I'm not going through all of this just to be ABD. I'm not trying to hear that. That's not going to happen. Honey, that was almost me. You hear me? That was almost me because I was so afraid. I was so afraid. I kept telling myself, you're not a writer. You're not good at writing. You're not good at English and grammar and all this stuff. That's not your strength. You're not going to do a good job. These people are doctors because they can write five chapters. You can't write five chapters. Who do you think you are to be able to write five chapters and do research? And you, you can't do this. You know, you're from Crockettville, South Carolina. Who do you know from Crockettville, South Carolina has a doctorate? You can't do this. You are not able to do this. You you are not good enough in English. You're not good enough in writing that you can actually write a dissertation and publish it and and graduate. Those thoughts were so overwhelming. It was so overwhelming that I literally just avoided it. I didn't even try. I didn't even try. I I have to tell the truth. I was not writing. I was not writing because I had convinced myself that I couldn't do it. I was so afraid to try. The thing that saved me and the thing that got me through is I had a faculty member who said, oh, oh, you're going to do this. I mean, my first chair left the university before I finished. That's how long it took me. I had to find somebody else to even guide me through the process. And this other person, Dr. Terry Melton, I'll never forget her. And I'll always be grateful to her. She showed up at my house. Dr. Melton knocked on my door one night, showed up at my house and said, let's do it. Let's do it. She said, you're not going to quit. You're not going to let this go. You are going to get this done. You're going to be accountable to me. and You are going to get this done. Here's here's the editor. Here's the tools you need. You're going to get this done. Let's go. Let's get it. And I'm so grateful for her. I am so because she didn't have to. She had her doctorate. She was already doing her thing. She didn't need me to get a doctorate. She reminded me that I needed me to get a doctorate. She reminded me that there was more that I want to do in my life. And this doctorate was the key or the ticket to me getting there. She reminded me of why it was important being an African-American woman and being another example, because there are plenty of them, but being another example to other African-American females or just women in general of what we can accomplish. She reminded me, you don't get to quit and you don't get to be paralyzed by fear you got to feel the fear and do it anyway because this is worth it this is worth it so 
That is how I have experienced fear in my life. And that is one of the way or one of the situations that I have overcome fear. So I just want to share that with you all today and just give you some practical tips of how you can overcome fear. And you all know that the first value of this podcast is that identity securely rooted in Christ. So we always have to take it to the word of God. And those of us who grew up in church, we know this scripture, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. That scripture doesn't say that fear is not real. We got to be careful that we don't get so churchy that we confuse and frustrate people. It never said fear is not real. What it does say is that God didn't give it to us. Instead, what he gave us is power, love and a sound mind. So when we go back to the word of God, he tells us there's something out there called fear I didn't give you fear here's what I gave you instead power love and a sound mind so the bottom line is we don't have to react in fear we don't have to hold on to it and we don't have to allow it to hold on to us because power love and a sound mind is what we've been given to compact fear the other thing that you need to recognize is the words fear not or the idea fear not you will find it in the scripture over 365 times over and over and over God tells us fear not fear not fear not fear not fear not why would he say it so often if it wasn't important or if it would not would not be such a barrier to all of us God is very intentional in everything that he does so if fear was not going to be something that we would address he would not say it so often over and over and over he's told us fear not fear not fear not what does that tell me I am not the only person who wrestles with fear. You are not the only person who wrestles with fear. All of us wrestle with fear. But the point is wrestle with it. Fight it. Fight through it. Work through it. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Don't give up the fight. Don't give up your destiny. Don't give up your purpose because you are paralyzed in fear. Feel the fear and do it anyway and remind yourself that you have power, love, and a sound mind to do everything, not just anything, but to do everything that you were created and called to do. So that's what the word of God tells us about fear. And I just want to give you just a few practical steps. I got four steps for you today. A a few practical steps of what to do when we are overwhelmed by fear. Because remember, we're talking about walking into 2021, walking in destiny every day, walking our purpose out. And the first thing we got to do is address this thing called fear. So the first thing I want you to think about and apply to your life is to let go of the opinions of others. Let go of the opinions of others. The only people who have time to judge others are people who have nothing going on in their own lives. If someone is sitting around judging what you are doing, that tells me that they need more going on in their own lives. You know, it's interesting. I tell you all that it took me seven years to finish my doctorate. No one has ever asked me how long it took me. You know what they do? They call me Dr. Jackson. 
Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters is that I finished it. In the years since I finished, no one has ever said, how long did it take you to finish your doctorate? Not one time. I offer that when I'm trying to encourage people. What they say is Dr. Jackson. So I need to let you know, you have got to let go of the opinions of others, the opinions that you make up in your own mind and the real opinions that people bestow upon you. None of that is going to help you overcome fear. So you got to move past it and refocus on yourself on your path and your purpose and your destiny and let go of what other people think. Be careful how much time you spend studying others. Be careful because inspiration is one thing. Imitation is another problem. Let me say that one more time. Inspiration is one thing. Imitation is another problem. Sometimes we watch other people's path or we hear their story and we try to align our own lives with their story and we try to do it like they did it, but their story is not your story and their path is not your path. It's one thing to be inspired by someone, by an idea or a thought, and that's okay. It's a whole nother thing to try to imitate and align your life just like it will never work. It'll never work for you to try to be somebody else because you were created to be you. The proof is everybody has a different fingerprint. Your fingerprint is not the same as somebody else or anybody else. It doesn't matter who they are. So make sure you inspiration is great. Be inspired by other people, but don't imitate other people. So you got to let go the opinions and the journeys and the paths of other people in order to overcome fear. Number two, you need accountability in your life. You need accountability in your life. You need people. All of us need people. All of us need people. All of us need to surround ourselves. All of us need a crew, a team, a village. We were created to be interconnected. We were created to be connected to other people. So you need accountability in your life. Those folks that will hold you accountable, that will hold your feet to the fire, that will hold you to your word, that will remind you of why this is important. You need accountability. Dr. Melton, my my dissertation chair, she was accountability for me this woman like I said rolled up to my house you hear me it was the evening she rolled up to my house knocked on the door I opened the door shocked let's sit down we need to talk you need a Dr. Melton in your life you need somebody who's gonna pull you aside tell you the truth love you enough and say let's get it who will hear you but not allow you to wallow in your fear or your excuses but who will push you forward in your destiny my husband was the same way when I got slack or when I got discouraged he was right there to pump me up to push me up you got this you can do this I believe in you you are so smart you are so intelligent not that I needed 
needed a pat on the back. But literally in those moments where I didn't feel like I was smart enough, in those moments where I felt like I was not intelligent enough, I had somebody on my team who reminded me, yes, you are. You have the spirit of God on the inside of you. You've accomplished all these things in your life. You can do this. Sometimes we don't speak well to ourselves. Sometimes we don't know how to encourage ourselves. Sometimes what we're saying to ourselves is our greatest challenge. You need somebody who's going to change that narrative and change that dialogue and remind you of who you are. You need a team. The last part of my team, and I had more, but one more part of my team I want to tell you all about is my daughter. At the time, my daughter was a teenager. My daughter was in high school. She was doing her thing, but she was also watching me wrestle with this dissertation thing. She was watching me not do the work. And one of the major drivers and the major things that got me back on track and made me get back to this work was I was not willing to give her an excuse to quit when something was hard. I was not willing to allow her to watch me give up doing something just because it's difficult. I wanted to be able to say, baby, when you face something hard, even if it seems impossible, you keep pushing. You can do it. And it would have been so much more difficult for me to tell her she can do it when she watched me believe that I couldn't do it. So even in her way, in maybe a more passive way, but it was a strong way. My baby girl was inspiration. She was my accountability because I needed her to see that especially when it's hard, we don't give up. Especially when it seems impossible, we don't give up. When we know we're supposed to do something, no matter what it costs us, we get it done. You need accountability in your life. You need a team. You need a village. You need people who are going to surround you and help you get it done. You got to frame, reframe your own thoughts. So number three, you got to reframe your own thoughts thoughts all the thoughts of I'm not good enough I'm not good at English I'm not good at writing I never did well in school in these subjects I can't I don't know how to write five chapters nobody who I know has ever done this all of those thoughts that I was replaying in my head and meditating on those thoughts that were holding me back those thoughts that were crippling my progression I had to reframe those thoughts I had to change those thoughts I had to get rid of those thoughts. And the way that I got rid of those thoughts is I adopted this mantra. I adopted this mantra that says anything that's going to serve me well for the rest of my life is worth temporary sacrifice. See, all of the impossible, you can't do it. This is too hard. It's going to take you too long. What I turned that into is temporary sacrifice. I took it from being this big and I made it this big. Anything that is going to serve you for the rest of your life is worth temporary sacrifice. I had to take all of those thoughts that were overwhelming. It's going to take too long. It's going to be too hard. I don't have what it takes to do it. And I made it temporary sacrifice. So you got to reframe, restructure the thought and you got to replace it every time. So every time a thought came to me that I can't do this, I replaced it with my mantra. Anything that is going to serve me well for the rest of my life is worth temporary sacrifice. Y'all, when it came to this degree, for the rest of my life, I'm going to be Dr. Jackson. 
for the rest of my life. Even after I have passed on from this earth, I'm going to be Dr. Jackson. So you mean to tell me for that impact and that ain't even, uh, please hear my heart. It's not about bragging, but it's about impact for that impact. It wasn't worth me grinding it out for a year. Can I tell y'all that I ran from this dissertation for three years and when I buckled down, it took me one year to do it. Come on, somebody. What I ran from for three years, when I buckled down, it took me one year to do it. It took me longer to run from it than it took me to actually get it done. So I encourage you, anything that is going to serve you well for the rest of your life is worth temporary sacrifice take every negative thought and reframe it so that it doesn't overwhelm your heart and so that it doesn't overtake your your thoughts and your mind and and your ability to get your stuff done reframe the thought and the last thing number four honey just like this popular company that we all know says just do it get it done make a plan and get it done. Make a plan and get it done for my doctorate degree. And I'm not, listen, I'm not telling you this to say you need to do it this way. I'm telling you this as an example, inspiration, not imitation, because there were so many people who told me, well, when I got my doctor done, I wrote an hour every day. I tried to do that. That did not work for me because within that hour, it wasn't even enough for me to get cranked up. Okay, it did not work for me. Other people say, well, I took a retreat. I took a week off and I went away in the woods somewhere and I just wrote. I tried that, too. I went away to a cabin and I sat on the porch and looked at trees all week long. I got nothing done. Okay, so you got to make a plan that works for you. What ended up working for me and still works for me, honestly, is I would go to work do everything at work, come home, take care of the family. Everybody ate, everybody did whatever. I would take about an hour nap. This is in the evening. I would take about an hour nap and then I would wake up and I would write all night long. Now, is that healthy? Look, that's what worked for me. That is what I, and that is what I still do to this day. When I have a big project or when I have something huge that I need to get done, it's the best time for me to think. In the middle of the night, everybody's asleep. Everybody's taken care of. Nobody needs anything. My mind can be free. I can think. I can flow. I can get it done. And when I think back, that's how I got my master's degree done. That's how I got my bachelor's degree done. It's just who I am. And I was so busy looking at everybody else's path and their plan and how they got it done that I neglected to look at me and how I get things done. So I literally made a plan. I would work, come home, cook, whatever, do what I need to do, take care of the family, sleep for about an hour, hour and a half, wake up, and I would write all night. I would literally write all night, then six or so, go take a shower, get ready, go to work. Now, I couldn't do that every day. I could do that maybe three or four days a week, and then I had to really sleep, get some rest, and then three or four days later, I would do that again. Again, that that worked for me. That was my plan. That's what I needed. That's what was successful for me. And I got it done just like that. I got it done. Make 
a plan and get it done. Is it going to cost you something? Yes. Did I want to lay down and rest those nights? Absolutely. Did I want to be in bed instead of writing and grinding? Yes. In December 2016, when they put that hood on me on that stage and said my name with doctor, was I happy I did it? Absolutely. Yes. I wasn't mad about none of those nights that I gave up. Make a plan. Get it done. It's worth it. Just do it. Just do it. So let's review our our four, our four encouragements today. We're talking about overcoming fear, walking in purpose. Number one, let go of the opinions and the journeys of others. Let go of the opinions and journeys of others. This is your path, not anybody else's. Number two, make sure you got accountability. You need a strong team of village around you. You don't need somebody who's going to let you wallow in your fears. You need somebody that's going to push you forward and encourage you to get it done. Number three, reframe the thought. You got to reframe every negative thought that's playing in your head. You got to redefine that thought and turn it around and replace it every time it comes up. And number four, just get it done. Stop making excuses, make a plan, feel the fear and do it anyway. We are overcoming fear y'all we are overcoming fear we are getting our stuff done we are walking in purpose we are walking in destiny we're walking in destiny it is what we are called to do I do not want to live this life and live all my days on this earth and leave this earth without being everything that I was supposed to be I'm not willing to do it I'm not willing to do it. And if fear is the thing that's holding me back from being all those things, it's got to go. It's got to go. It has got to go. So I hope that you have been encouraged today. I hope that you are fired up and ready to go, ready to get after this fear. We're not waiting until January to make resolutions. We're looking forward now. What do I need to do now? What can I start doing now so that I'm walking in purpose and walking in destiny every day of 2021? So let's get it, y'all. Let's get after it. I encourage you to let's get it done. If you have questions, if you want to follow up, reach out to me, podcast at patricebucknerjackson.com. Again, podcast at patricebutnerjackson.com. Send me your questions. Send me your stories. How have you overcome fear? How do you overcome fear? What have you overcome fear to accomplish in your life? Send me your stories. I want to share them. I want to talk, want to talk to you about them, but I want to share them on the podcast. So podcast at patricebutnerjackson.com. Remember, you are powerful. You are significant. And you are loved. Love always. PBJ.